Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's special guest is Murray Boyer. Murray, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, David. Nice to nice to be here. I'm very psyched. Very psyched to be here. Thank you for being here. And give us just a little bit about your background. Uh, what what exactly is it that you do? Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll save you the history, but um, I did have a uh, I was in the army five years, and I I, I moved into uh, and this is part of the. Part of the answer, so stay with me. I was <laughs> no, a, I was a corporate it. controller for about thirty five years at a couple uh, Fortune five hundred companies. Uh, I wasn't the corporate controller, but I, I ran one of the you know one of the factories at Texas Instruments, Raytheon, mm-hmm. and a big semiconductor company called Analog Devices, which no one's ever heard of, but it's eight billion dollars in Boston. And uh, I was in charge of the cost of goods sold line. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at a profit and loss statement. The first thing is revenue, and the second thing is cost of goods sold, right? So, yep, that was that was a big number, and uh, we had a great team, and we did very well, and uh, I enjoyed that. Three years ago, I took a uh, early retirement, so I'm technically retired. <laughs> it was a very generous retirement offer, and you know, David, when they offer you retirement, you they're not going to offer it twice, so no, you, you no. either you, take it or, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things that it's like, look, when it's offered up, take it because the next time around, it, it's it's the same result, just not with the with the bells and whistles that came with the first offer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, and you know what happened? Some guys who didn't take it because they didn't know what to do, they wouldn't know what to do if they weren't working for somebody, and that was sad, you know. And I always had, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I had reached my it was a great company, but I had reached, I was done, you know, working for somebody else like you and like this awesome group that you're with, uh, that we're all with. We're both in the entrepreneurial, you know, spirit of everybody, uh, guys like you, uh, is just mind blowing. I, I, it's so refreshing because you get to pick who you want to work with. You know, that's what I really like about yeah. working for myself, you know, yeah, that's, right? that's, that's that that that's the thing, and you know, and and to me, it's a little bit of a freedom, even on the side of the buck stops here. You know, it's it's that you know, I if if something you know, it's like it's there's something you know, there's pressure with it, and there's something rewarding and uplifting going. Well, if something screws up, it's me. Um, whether right. it's me that actually did it, or if it's somebody that I hired to do it. It's still, it's like, look, this is, this is, it's refreshing and it's rewarding to go. This is where the buck stops. Mm. And, you know, but you know that you don't, there is no passing it on to anybody else, but it is so rewarding and freeing to be able to be in that position. I like how you phrased that. That was actually well done. Yeah. Uh, It's a little scary at first when you come from a corporate background and you get a paycheck every day, even if you have a bad day, bad week, you still get paid, you know? And uh, I always felt that I was not getting compensated to the value I was bringing to the table. But, you know, but there were some days I didn't have a good day at all and I still got paid, you know. So <laughs> when you're working for yourself, you can't have a, you could, you could have a bad day, but you really can't have a bad week. <laughs> you know, you got yeah. to keep plowing ahead. And like you say, the buck stops here. And it is refreshing because you grow up faster. And I knew, and a lot of it's mindset, right? Definitely, uh, like 98% maybe or more. And I knew the mindset was going to be different and I had kind of braced myself for it. 
but still it's, it is a massive shift. And so uh, I, it took me a while to get traction. And so what happened? So here we go. This is, this is the story. Okay. You got to tell you the story. So I'm a financial guy, right? 35 years of financial executive job. And when I, when I took that retirement three years ago was the first time I looked at my own retirement uh, financial situation. <laughs> and so it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And it was uh, so, but here's the scoop, David. Uh, the first thing I looked at was, okay, I got to see what I, you know, I got to figure out where the hell I am. Now I always invested on my own. In fact, I'm, I'm passively invested in some real estate investments which I'd like to talk to you more about that you know, off, offline because I, I love hearing what you got going on. But um, this is the first time I realized that I wasn't going to pay off the mortgage I'm, of the house I'm in until I'm 85 years old. And that was like, because I had refinanced a few times, right? And when you when you refinance, typically, uh, you're only looking resetting at getting- Resetting that clock. <laughs> you're resetting that clock. And, you, and the reason people do it is to get a lower payment for more cash flow. But I wasn't looking at the whole freaking picture, you know, and uh, it's embarrassing, man. Uh, I'm a freaking financial guy. And when I when I realized that I actually became physically ill, I lost sleep and I was I was too embarrassed to tell my wife I really dropped the ball. So I was floundering for about three, three years doing consulting uh, and only using LinkedIn, as I told you. And uh, a guy that I was trying to sell consulting services to said, you got to check out our debt elimination program, man. Because the last thing I wanted to do when I'm 85 years old is be paying a bank for, for a mortgage. I wanted to be either traveling or buying, you know, investing or buying stuff for grandkids, but not paying a bank for a mortgage. You know, that was the last freaking thing I wanted to do. That's so because you, you, you got to check out this program. So this is where, this is where the story gets exciting. So the tagline is, and you know, this doesn't sound... Uh, at the top, it doesn't sound that exciting, but the tagline is, we'll show you how to pay off your debt in one third to one half the time without changing your budget, your cash flow, changing your lifestyle or modifying your loans and without living on a diet of ramen noodles and beanie weenies. So you can continue to live, <laughs> you can continue to go out to eat, continue to you know, drive the same car, go to the movies, whatever, before COVID. Uh, and, you know, and we'll show you how to pay off your debt. And I thought that was, it took me a while for that to sink in. But the, the two things that got me, and, and this is what I'm doing, by the way, the two things that really got me is number one, Ernst & Young. Have you ever heard of Ernst & Young, the, the big mm-hmm. three accounting firm? I knew Ernst & Young from a corporate perspective because they were auditing, they're in my underwear for 35 years auditing me. So I knew them <laughs> as a stodgy, you know, accounting company. Uh, they had awarded the company behind our debt program as Entrepreneur of the Year Award, which is like, I didn't even know Ernst Young did that. But that that got my attention as a finance guy, like, hey, they must have vetted this out. It must work. Other winners that they've had, they've given the same award to have been Microsoft, Starbucks, eBay, and Apple. Now, no one's ever heard of our company, but that's pretty impressive lineup there. So that got my attention. You know, yeah, you're in pretty good company when uh when when those are you know four other co-winners of the same award. It's like, well, um, you know, we may not be them, but at least we're in good company. And that's maybe I gotta look at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so then part of the thing is we run the analysis for for somebody, and uh, I 
I was able to drop my, my uh, save 110 grand on out of a, you know, so I owed about 200 grand and I was able to drop 110 grand of interest off that dropping my total time from 30 years to seven without changing my, you know, without changing cash flow, without making extra payments, without any of the Dame Ramsey stuff. Uh, and um, not only that, but when, so I was paying two, 2,200 a month in debt payments in total. Now I wasn't destitute, but it was the principle of the thing, you know, that I didn't want to be paying debt. So now well, after, well, especially, especially when you break it down and how much of that was not even going to what you owed, you know, it was that huge amount of interest. That's the part that like when you said the, the principle of it, it's the fact that it's not really that you're paying back for whatever you bought. That's not that bad because you have that physical item. It's when you look down at that line and it says interest, which that just means, in my opinion, you're giving somebody money. <laughs> and how much you are giving away, that is the part that starts getting shocked. It's painful. Yeah. Man, you, you nailed it, man. So this is this is embarrassing. You're a you're you're a real estate guy. So <laughs> you're gonna laugh. Well, you're probably already thinking, man, this guy's an idiot. Is there anybody else I can get on this podcast? Um, so uh, you know, in my simple mind, I'm thinking if I get a four percent loan. Uh, that means <laughs> if I borrow a hundred bucks, it's going to cost me four bucks. And so I remember signing the closing papers. And you know, whenever you refinance, the closing papers are about seven inches high, right? And, you, and the yep. guy shoves stuff <laughs> in your face, right? And it, and the idea is to, no one reads the fine print, and this is what everybody does. But I remember getting to that amortization schedule, you know, and uh, I looked at the first payment, and I'm like, wait a minute that first payment is like 90% interest. How do you get 4% out of that? And he goes, Oh, that's just, it works out. Just sign it. I, I, you know, and I, uh, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. And it, it just, I freaking let that slip, you know, I, I would have done it anyway, but just inexcusable. So, uh, so I was so enamored by this program and it's guaranteed. Uh, and I'll tell you more about it in a second, but, I was so blown away by this. Uh, and uh, after meeting the two owners of the company um, who have an incredible story, uh, I said, not only do I want to buy it for myself, but I want to, I want to share it with everybody I've ever talked to. I've, I've ever known. Cause it's uh, I, I, I gotta tell you. Uh, so I've only been doing this since April, David. And, and so this is January. So we're talking what nine, eight months, whatever that is. Uh, I get more satisfaction out of helping somebody uh, eliminate all their debt, one person, than all the millions of dollars, the tens and hundreds of millions of dollars I save working for somebody else. You know, this is, I just feel like it's my calling. I really found my why and it really, it really juices me up. You know, uh, I, I really look forward to doing this and uh, I, I am not looking back. This is frigging awesome. And everybody, well, Many of the people I talk to are just like, wow, it doesn't seem possible. You know, it's, uh, it's but it, it does work. It's guaranteed. It's, it's 26 pages of, uh, of algorithms in the background. And it's like a financial GPS. And it recalculates on the fly with your financial situation. You know, if you have a good month or a bad month, it'll recalculate. And it does everything it can to pay off your debt as fast as possible. And uh, it's using banking principles like interest rate, 
uh, arbitrage and flow. Just same thing a bank does. You know, banks are great at making money. Yeah, that's what they, you know, not, that's well, totally That's what legal. they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed <laughs> to do. Yeah, that's what you expect them to do. So you're giving, this tool gives you the same weapons that a bank does. And it's leveraging everything you have so that you're not wasting any assets, any of your, any of your none of your money sitting around idle. It's all working toward paying debt off fast. And uh, uh, that's, I guess that's why they won Entrepreneur of the Year Award. It just, uh, it's, it's really amazing. And I like to work, and, and so let me just circle back. Um, I like to show this to real estate agents and brokers and mortgage brokers and financial advisors. If, imagine if you could show your clients how to, you know, you must have some clients that can't afford what you're doing because they have too much debt. Imagine if you could, if you could sell somebody their dream house and say, by the way, I'd like to, how would you like to buy your dream house? And then how would you like to pay it off in five years? That would really set that realtor apart from. Oh, definitely. Especially, you know, yeah, yeah. Especially when they get in and it's like, um, yeah, no, no, we're, you know, uh, look at, instead of sitting there talking about a 15 20 or 30 year note it's like um yeah yeah we'll we'll uh now we could we, we got a different program you know we'll we'll, mm. we'll handle we'll handle the closing but we have a whole different program for that that you know we'll tell you about that and it's going to be a heck of a lot shorter than that uh than that 30 year note that you're thinking about yeah so i and and some some guys really get it and it really resonates with them others don't but that's okay and uh I like to I like to use leverage. Uh, I, I, I love joint ventures. I love you know I love doing the same thing you and I are doing in the on LinkedIn where we're helping each other out with posts and we're we're promoting each other for to our audiences and uh, I, I just love definitely that. I love that and so in the same way I do business that way and I think you do business that way too is that um, I uh, you know if I can show a realtor how to you know or a uh, a mortgage broker, even better. To me, you know, mortgage brokers out there are, out there are probably going to kill me. But from a from a client perspective, a loan is a loan, and it's the percent. You know, can what percentage can you get me? You know, it's 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 how do you separate yourself from the from the from the competition uh, to, to some extent? You know, um, and so if you can offer a, a chance to pay off that loan fast, imagine how popular you'll, you'll be. You know, how many referrals you'll get. So. Uh, I love working with somebody who already has a bunch of clients and how we can help out that individual and their clients, you know, and it's a one to many relationship. So uh, a, a one that, yeah. Be, love, being able to doing that. Yeah. Being able to uh, share that, share that knowledge and to, you know, be able to get it out into, uh, you know, more hands, the, the, the more hands, the faster, the better, because we're both kind of on the same, same path with, you know, with, with my, personal coaching and, and, and getting people to recognize their full potential. This is kind of along the mm. same lines of, look, this is, you know, this is, I, I did this, it, it pays well financial, but that's not like my true reward. That's not, it, it, it increases my bank account, but it gives me wealth in a different way because I define, I define wealth, not as your bank account. It's the whole encompassment your wealth is you know your health your happiness your bank accounts in there but yeah, that's yeah. like but but the bank account to me that's you know number four or five on the list you know sure, it's sure. it's it's way down there there's other things that are much more important and 
both of them, you know, we, when you become, you know, at the, at the base of both of our, of what both of us do, it's the financial freedom. And Mm. my mentor says, he said, look, you will not realize how much time you waste thinking about money or how much time you'll have when you Mm. quit having to worry about money and thinking about money that when you have that financial freedom, you're free to do so much more and your mind just goes and creates much more things, much, many more things to do many, you know, so you want to get to that point of that financial freedom because that just opens your life up. And it's not just the monetary side of it. It makes your, you know, you don't have to have the conversations. You don't have to, you know, Mm. put things on your calendar and go do certain things at certain times because you have, you know, you, you have this freedom, you have this ability to move around and it's like, well, I'm, I'm good. I, I, you know, if, uh, you know, they, they say sometimes, you know, life is hard. It's hard to be rich and wealthy and it's just as hard to be broke. And a lot of people that you, you know, because it's hard either way, just which, you know, which hard do you want it to be and where do you want to go? Because none of it's easy. It's all got Mm. a little bit of hard in it. Just pick your hard and, and, and pick what you want your reward to be. You know, I hope people are the last two minutes of that was gold. And thank God you're <laughs> recording this, man. That was genius. I hope people heard that. Wow. I was, <laughs> I'm getting chills, man. Uh, well, the first thing you said in that, that little stretch there, how much time do you think waste thinking about money? You know, that is yep. so true. And when you figure it out and it seems counterintuitive, right? Yep. But, but when you figure it out, I don't worry about that anymore. You know, I was telling somebody, and I don't know if you can relate to this in Nashville. You get a little ice once in a while in Nashville, I guess. Right. You get a, a little, little bit. bit. Yes. A little bit. So I was telling somebody a, an analogy, um, you know, whenever, if you, I was, I was uh, driving, I was stationed in, in Europe as a young Lieutenant and we were driving up this, uh, the Alps, you know, the, the mountains in the Alps look, make the, the white mountains where I live here in New Hampshire look like zits. Uh, they're freaking huge, you know? And so this is 1981. So this is back in the old days. And we're driving up in this Fiat, which stands for fix it all the time. Uh, my, my, my buddy in the army and his future wife uh, and his future father-in-law and me, and we're driving up the Alps and there's to go skiing, by the way, I should, I probably should say that to go skiing. And there's no guardrail. On, the, on this road and the roads in Europe are much narrower and we're, you know, it's all windy. We're going around this, this mountain and uh, it's, you know, you don't want to look over the edge. You know, I was, I was on the edge seat and we're listening to this radio and we're, we're happy it's sunny, but it's, you know, it's like 35 degrees, you know, which for skiing is really perfect because it's got to be close to freezing, but it's a little bit above freezing. That That's really good skiing with it. But, you know, there's these little melted, on the, on the mountainside, there's like melted streams that go across the road and then, and that freezes on the road, you know, and you got to watch out for those. And we, uh, we were driving up <laughs> and my buddy is a lousy driver, uh, <laughs> lousy driver. And he, and he, he hit something, he hit this, this, this ice and we did two, not one, but two three sixties on a road that was only like three car widths with no guardrail 
on, on a mountain where it was tens of thousands of feet below, or I don't know, it was friggin' high. I don't know how, how high it was. <laughs> and there was a tr- big truck coming the other way. And we were just like, and that moment, here, here, now let me bring it back to the story. The, the whole thing probably lasted two seconds, but it felt like you were in a slow motion, you know, movie where you're seeing your <laughs> life flash before your eyes, you know, and you're like, and it takes like half an hour, and, but it was only two seconds. <laughs> yeah. and, and the fact is, you don't, this is a moment where you don't have any control. And the point of this story is this long, hot air sequence, thank you for staying awake, is <laughs> having no financial control is like the moment when you hit the ice on, a, on the side of, a, of the Alps. When you yep. have no control, it's friggin' scary. And you're worried and you, it's, it's stressful. It's stressful and it's not good for your health. And you're focused That's on funny. the wrong things, right? But if you had a four-wheel drive truck and you weren't an idiot like my my buddy and we, we just drove uh, with some common sense, you would have control. <laughs> you would have control, and you'd look forward to going skiing, you know. And which was the whole reason we were there. So the point of the story is uh, having financial freedom and financial control is a lot like driving on dry land with a four-wheel drive truck, and you're never gonna. You're always gonna have you know, control the road. You don't have to worry about that. You can worry about the fun stuff you're going to go do as opposed to, have you ever hit a piece of ice when you're driving and you just, you're pumping your brakes and it's not. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, doing yeah, anything. yeah. I've, 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 I've been, I've been there before. And it's, it's that, that moment of no control. And like you said, you know, that time seems like it slows down because you have all that worry and it's like that worry and that adrenaline. But after you, after you stop, it's like you feel like you've ran a marathon. You've wasted, you know, it zaps so much energy when you when you're facing that, you know, it's back to you won't you'll be amazed at how much time you have and how much energy you have because you're not worrying. You That's know, right. when you have that that freedom, you're not worrying. You're not wasting energy. The energy that you use, you you're facing it towards things that you want to do and not facing it towards dread and worry it you know it's like i said you you're you're putting your energy towards a whole different type of hard that Mm. at the end of the day you're probably going to enjoy more than Mm. the hard that's really you know there's two types of hard there's a hard that's good that you go you know it's like training how to run a half marathon or a marathon you know that's hard that takes work and but at the end of the day there's a sense of accomplishment and then there's the hard that you know, it's, it's like getting busted by the cops for gone too fast of like, well, I was just an idiot. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's hard. That's the hard that you don't want. And you know, yeah. like I said, you got to choose your hard. You got to choose your hard. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, going back to what you said at the very beginning of this call, uh, or maybe it was before we got started recording, uh, working for yourself, is hard, but it's the good hard. And you have yep. control. You have control over, over the outcome. You have a lot more control, I'll say that. Uh, whereas when you're working for somebody else, uh, uh, there's just too many other people in the way that you know can affect the outcome. And he, he, no matter how hard you work, there's always, sometimes the, the, what, what happens is not in your control and sometimes it's not fair and that's just life. And in, in big companies that the, 
the bigger the company, the more there's politics and stuff like that. And yep. if I can, if I can say this on the, on your podcast, uh, I'll, I'll give you the PG version. The higher up you go in a big company, the greater percentage of jerks there are, you know? And, uh, I just was not, I was not a political guy and, uh, I had reached my, my peak. And so yep. I, and, and, and it was a great company. It's just the nature of big companies. You know, I have no regrets. I've been there. Great company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's so rewarding. And when you can do something like you and I do, where you can give people financial freedom with good, you know, like you're, you're doing some real estate, uh, real estate is a, is everybody should consider, you know, at least look at the freedom you can get from real estate uh, investing when, when you do it right. When you, and, and that's why it's so good to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Don't try to do it on your, by yourself because there's a lot of moving parts, right? Yep. There's a lot uh, of moving parts, but that the, the, one of the things is, is and I, I stress with people as always, it's like, look, that money that you have in your 401k, it, doesn't have to stay there. There are vehicles that, you know, mm. it, it, your, your daily bank account may not show what you're, what you can invest in, but just remember you have more than one, one vehicle. And if mm. you have money in a 401k or, or, you know, another retirement vehicle without going into all the letters, I don't feel like saying alphabet <laughs> at the moment, um, you know, but, but, you know, if you have money there, there's ways to move that around where, you know, it's like, look, if you're doing a retirement plan at work, you don't have that money doesn't have to stay in the stock market. That's right. You can, That's right. you can do other things with it. That's right. As cool, as sexy as the stock market is, it just is a lot of risk and you gotta, you know, you gotta be prepared. And even a guy at my age is, you know, I wish that I had met people like you, you know, 20 years ago, because, uh, I would have been full blast into to real estate and, uh, that's, I wish that's, I would have met me 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that settles it. 40 years ago, you must have been a real badass. That's all I can say. No, um, but uh, anyway, um, it just, there's, there's so much more opportunity out there. You know, we talk about 2020 and uh, being tough for a lot of people, but I see just more opportunity than ever. And I think it's just the mindset of I've dipped my toe in the water of what's possible. And I just, you, all of a sudden, like the, the light dawns in Marblehead is an expression you hear up here in Massachusetts. Like, wow, there's just so much out there. If you just, if you just look in the right places and if you have the right mindset. And so if you can pay off all your debt, which I love giving people that ability. And by the way, we do it for businesses as well. Businesses and real, I, we, one of my big best clients was uh, last week, we closed a guy that owns uh 13 million in, in commercial real estate. And uh, we, we put his business into this debt thing. And he's like, I was going to refinance this, some of the stuff, but do you think I should? And I said, no, I think you should pay it off <laughs> in yep. the same amount of time, you know? And so uh, we're saving this guy millions of dollars. And so, um, but when you can give somebody financial freedom, that's, that, that's just, I have finance. I feel like I have, you know, I'm not there yet, but I have a path. I, I now oh, know the path, you know, it used to be, I'd go on vacation, you know, and I, we'd say, ah, let's just put it on the credit card and we'll figure it out later. Now I, I, we have a tool that will project how that, that, that vacation is going to affect when your debt-free date is. It automatically recalculates. It can do forecasts. I can put in a, uh, what if I want to buy, you know, a, a, a rental property or, uh, you know, next year, and you just put the numbers in and it will tell you what your debt-free date is 
in you know without changing and here's the key without changing your cash flow or or your you know your budget uh and so you you have a decision a tool you you can decide whether it makes sense and it will help you plan it will help you make better financial decisions for the rest of your life and that financial freedom we've talked about it we hit it a million times and i always thought it was kind of an overused you know hypey term but mm-hmm. now that you're there you know and, and or now that I can see the path to that, it's just so it, it's so liberating. And people say, and you can tell me, David. You don't. You we just met, but once you kind of realize that on your own, I mean, like for me, the last nine months, people say, "Geez, you know, you look a lot younger. You look, you look, you look great. You know, you lost weight. You, you, know, you look a lot better." <laughs> it's just the lack of stress of working for somebody else, of, of being. Uh, of of having debt until I'm 85 years old, you know, getting that out of the way and seeing a path to, again, financial freedom, it just, it it lifts a lot of burden. It it, it takes all this weight off my shoulders. And I feel like I can really live now. You know, I feel like uh, I'm I'm at the prime of my life. Well, typically I ask the question of, you know, an educational tool or a book that would really affect somebody's life. I think we've kind of already covered that, honestly. Is, yes. Uh, you know, get 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 up with Murray and figure out how to get your butt debt free. And mm. to me, uh, I think that is probably the, uh, on that side, about the best piece of information or the best, unless I'm wrong, you, you know, you tell me if, no, no, that, there's, I, a, if there's something else, but that sounds like that is, uh, you know, we've kind of, uh, we, we, kind of gave the answer to the question and then we you know we, we played jeopardy but we yeah. got the answer right? we did it backwards yeah, um, yeah. you know but still it, it, it works out now i do have one other question and that is how do you like to give back to your community how do you you know what charitable organizations or, or how do you like to to give back so this isn't a charity but if you connect with me on linkedin uh, and this isn't exactly what you're, I'm going to answer that in a second. But I'm going to give you a two-part answer. Uh, I'm very passionate about LinkedIn as well. Not as passionate as I am about debt elimination, but I am passionate about LinkedIn. So be sure to look me up on LinkedIn. My The spelling of my name is going to be tough. So hopefully it'll be on the podcast. So if you don't have to write it's it down, definitely, Murray Bowyer. Definitely, I will, I, I okay. will definitely put, put it down there for him. But I will notes. do I will do anything I can to connect you with any of my 15,000 connections or any LinkedIn tips. I, I, I just get motivated by helping people out. And I find that, you know, it sounds cliche, but you know, what, who was it? Uh, what's the guy's name? Zig Ziglar. The more you help other people, I can't think of the yep. quote, but you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's in terms you, you of charity. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah if, if you want to get somewhere, help somebody else get there first. That's in a nutshell. Yes. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and you know, it always works. The more I give, the more I get back. So I, I got to give, I still, I got to start giving some more. Um, so we, I, I have a, a church, you know, a local church up here and um, a, a couple uh, town uh, organizations, you know, the Rotary Club and all that. And, you know, we just recently had a Christmas tree thing, you know, it's kind of like the movie Christmas story, you know, with the guy, this here's a tree. Well, that was me, you know, over the weekend selling trees. And uh, we, we do work with a lot of, uh, we're huge dog fans. We've adopted, I got three adopted mutts here. So we're big on uh, 
uh, rescue uh, dogs, rescue, rescue, rescue uh, organizations. And uh, once I pay off this debt, uh, which is going to be less than seven years, okay, because I'm beating, we, we find that the, the analysis is usually 20% conservative because people get smarter with their money using our tool and they make better decisions. And so they beat, they beat the quote, you know what I mean? Just yep. from, from getting smarter. And so I pledge to make, uh, once I pay off this debt, 50% of all my income is going to go to three different charities. And uh, I'm, I'm in the process of researching. I, I got to get on this. Uh, no, no excuses. Uh, I met somebody from South Carolina who, and maybe you've heard of this, there's a way to donate from your your revenue line as opposed to the bottom line as a company, and uh, she's this this woman is a, an accounting accountant in uh, South Carolina. Uh, runs a, used to run a small operation, but she's grown like three thousand x because now she's pledged to give money to child trafficking, uh, uh, wells in Africa, and some other cause, and in all their marketing. Uh, she tells people if you if we if we do your taxes, uh, you know, hundred dollars goes to this and blah 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 blah, and they do that, and the the winners are a the clients get great service, b the charities are getting a lot of money because people are going to her because of that, and c she's getting more business because of her big heart, and they are just she's off the charts. So there's some way. And I should know this because I'm a finance guy. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> um, but there's a way to how how lame I am. I can't even describe it. There's a way to deduct uh, donations from uh, from revenue uh, to get more bang for your buck on the donation. And as long as you do it awesome. legitimately, uh, and uh, I I got to find somebody who and she told me about it, but she didn't give me the details. And she's been too busy to track down. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out from somebody how to do that. And that's my goal is to get 50% of my income just like that, while showing people how to get out of debt, which is incredibly rewarding. Incredibly rewarding. I get such a thrill out of that. But to give to give to, to three charities of which I already have in my including one of them is gonna be veterans. I'm a I'm a veteran. I think I told you that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, and so uh, I'm a big fan of veteran causes. And so that's my plan. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on here and help educate my myself and my listeners on, you know, being able to get out of debt, being debt free. And like I said, I'll make sure that your contact information is in the show notes so that any of my listeners can you know, look you up on, on LinkedIn and, and, and get, uh, you know, get on your calendar and have that conversation and figure out how that, you know, they can start moving that needle towards financial freedom versus mm. financial worry. So thank you again, Murray. Thank My you pleasure. so much for being on the show. And I look forward to, uh, to having another conversation like this. Soon. soon. I want to learn more about what you're doing on, on real estate investing. I'm very excited, but thank you, David. Great job. The pleasure to be here. Keep up the good work. All right. <laughs>